What's going down, y'all? It's Diaz York here, bringing to you guys another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. Um, yeah, I know it's a little bit of a different intro. You know, I didn't do the whole it's your boy Slim and Prince of the Six and um, what, what else was I? Fly Guy Dy. I didn't do that. I mean, I just did, but a little bit different. But without further ado, this will never change. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's make sure it's turned up though. Uh, let's go ahead and give ourselves a round of applause. I'm back with another episode. So, I, um, the reason why I wanted to record this was because of, um, two things. One, I, need, I needed to put out an episode and I felt weird without putting out an episode this week. At least one. I know I usually put out two, but... This week felt, it was, it threw me off for a loop. A lot of personal things were starting to come up. Um, so yeah, it just threw me for a loop. Also, I um, I recorded a video. I recorded, so the but, so with the visuals, that's what I wanted to believe. That's the main thing why I wanted to talk, to talk about was the visuals. Um, that has to be put on hold for a little bit. I, um... I feel kind of weird. It, I, I feel weird in the sense of like I'm Russian. I'm I'm Russian uh, from the Soviet Union. Uh, no, but in all in all jokes aside, I'm Russian. I'm rushing the process of what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to get at. Um, it's a little weird to like just rush like this. Um, and I felt like the last few months of, was just me rushing stuff. Like, I rushed to get a car. As soon as I got my license, I rushed to get a car. I rushed to go out, go ahead and buy um, the equipment for the recording. Um, and I've always been a person who has said, you know, timing is everything. And, you know, I've lived by that. Timing is everything standard. And it just feels weird that... I'm not living by that code any like right now at the particular moment. You know, I feel like I'm just rushing to do everything because everybody's telling me to do it. And I'm agreeing with them. And you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I kind of got into this mentality of like, there's no time like the present, which is true. There is no time like the present. And you want to be present and you want to be in every moment that you can be. But I also feel like, you need to be somewhat prepared, and I feel like um, as of late, I haven't just been as prepared as I could could be. You know, if you want to make God laugh, you tell him you tell him you have plans. Um, and I, but I feel like I've been so adaptable within my plans and within my structure that it hasn't really phased me or thrown me off. I just feel like right now I'm kind of thrown off um, a little bit, not crazy, you know, and. Um, I've always been a catalyst for like not asking for help or not needing any help um, just because, you know, I feel like I could figure it out. I feel like I got it, you know, but I've realized sometimes that even it doesn't matter who you are, um, you, you know, you look at you watch superhero movies, you read comic books, you read books, you, you know, the saying it takes a village to raise a child and um I say all that to say this, you need help. 
no matter what it is you're trying to do, no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need no matter you know support. No matter what it is, you know you're gonna need help. And that to me was like the biggest like realization during this whole process that I can't do it alone. I've done it alone for um, the past few months. I've done it alone, um, but now I need help. You know, and and it's a, and it's a tough thing to, as a man, you know, saying that you need help. You need to admit, it's tough to be like I need help. You know what I'm saying? I don't have all the answers. I need help, because everybody, you know, especially everybody's looking to you for the answers, and then now all of a sudden you need help. It's like that one kid. It's like in school, and I want to. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about in school in depth later on this episode as well, but. Uh, it's like in school, you know, when the, the smart kid or the kid who gets all the good grades and all that, um, that all that, you know, just does his work and he or she does his work, does their work, and because I all because has all the good grades and test scores help and they help everybody, you know. I need help. I need help. I need help. Everybody's asking them for help, and they stumble upon, and the and the teacher knows, right. And the teacher knows that everybody's asking them for help. You know what I'm saying? They even tell them, ask whomever. Ask them for help, you know, because sometimes it's better to hear from your peers than a teacher. So, but anyway, I um, I was like, so during that, those moments, and then the, the kid who does all the homework and passes all the tests don't know a problem on the homework or whatever the case may be, classwork, doesn't know what to do, you know, it's just like, and they refuse to ask, sometimes, you know, you have some kids that don't refuse to ask for help, you know, they'll ask for help, then you have other times you have some other hard-headed kids that won't ask for help, and they'll just, just struggle, um, but it's like that, I get, I had that feel. I feel like I'm the stubborn kid that just won't ask for help, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel like I got all the answers, I feel like I could figure it out well enough, but I also know that I need help. And that to me is like, it's okay. I think, and I, and I, duh, I know it's okay to ask for help and to receive help. But I think to, I think for myself, for me, I think it's okay to even ask that question. Like, I need help. You know, like sometimes it's just hard to ask that I need help question because it can mean a multitude of things, you know, what do you need help with? How come you didn't figure it out? And then it just comes with a whole bunch of questions and questions and questions that sometimes it's just harder to answer because you don't have all the answers. And sometimes it's just, just, just life. And that's just the way things are. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I think I was, I've always been pretty good at prioritizing stuff, but sometimes, you know, I do slip up and sometimes I prioritize one thing over another because I'm just not thinking about the current thing in the particular moment, which at the end of the day can hurt me and can, and, 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 and can affect me. You know, I can't, you know, there's just certain things that you wish you can control, but you can't, um, and you acknowledge it and then you move on or you ask for help and I think I'm in that stage where I have to ask for help because I need help you know what I'm saying I need help prioritizing certain things that I need you know I just need to help prioritizing 
and I feel like it's just wearing me down mentally. Like I just need a break. But sometimes I you can't I can't write. I'm telling myself I can't afford to take a break. You know what I'm saying? Because life won't give you breaks. You have to actually make time for a break. And then whatever you're making time, you're making time for a break is time taken away from whatever it is you're trying to get at or work or school or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just tough. You got to ask for help sometimes, but you don't know how to ask for help. It's another thing. It's hard to be like, I just need help. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to ask for help. You know, get to ask for help indirect in an indirect way, which can sometimes confuse people because they don't know that you're asking for help. But like I said, I think I'm at this particular moment in time in my life where I have to ask for help. And I got to sacrifice. Some got to give, you know. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, like I said, I don't want to just take a break from the podcast because I feel like I haven't earned a break, you know. Granted, I put out 40 episodes, 40 plus episodes, but I feel like I, I haven't earned a break. I feel like I haven't. But also, as a kid, I'm growing up. So I'm still a kid, right? So I'm still, not even a kid, I'm still a young adult. I'm still I'm somebody's kid, right? Obviously, but I'm still growing up and I'm still like going through the mo like going through the growing pains. I talked about this numerous times on here. It's a growing pain. It and it, it feels weird. It feels weird going through the growing pain because you're like, I got something that I know I can make, you know, be successful and make a, a real impact and change on the world or my community or whatever but I'm 18 you know I'm young so and it's not like I'm not getting paid for it so and I'm still trying to go to school and I'm still trying to have a job that's three things I'm doing it's three things and I'm one person so it's a it's a hell of a lot tougher than what I expected like I said um Adulting is no joke for anybody that's, oh, I can't wait till I do this, this, or this. I'm like, no, because you're still going to need help. You're still going to, you know. There's been so many times where I have not wanted to, to ask just my parents for help, you know. Like, and I feel guilty because I'm like, they, 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 you know, they want me to be okay. They want me to be successful. They want me, they need, they want me to, like, they want to help. But I, I felt like, me being stubborn and me closing it off like that whole I don't I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Why you need to be independent, you know what I'm saying? Like all the time. And sometimes you don't need to be independent. Sometimes you do need help. Like I said, so now I'm in a particular moment where I could just I have like back against the wall type stuff. Like I need help, you know? Like I want some help. I want some help, but I think I got it. That's where I was at before. Um, and because people couldn't see my vision, so it was weird to ask for them for help because you, you couldn't see what I was trying to get at. You couldn't see what I was trying to pursue. So it's going to be weird to ask you for help because you don't understand. But now that I'm older and I'm a lot wiser, obviously, you need help. And a lot older in the sense of, like, this was a few months ago. I've, I've always been, you know, you always learn, you always get older. As the time goes, obviously, and you always acquire knowledge and you always learn things about yourself that you didn't know. 
So now I know that I just need to keep my my mind open to help, whether it be financially or emotionally or whatever the case may be. You want to ask. You know what I'm saying? And people, and my word is my bond. I live by that. You know what I'm saying? You know, word is bond. Like, that's what you, that's what you, that's a code. That's like a code for everybody. Man, and your word. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's tough. It's just tough, man. Really, it's just tough. It's really tough. Because you're just, you're just trying to figure it out. And, and it, like, I, I could figure it out. But some things will have to be sacrificed in order for me to figure it out. And when they don't necessarily have to be sacrificed, I just have to be better. That's just what it boils down to. I have to be better. I have to just get be better. And this is a learning experience. As I hate feeling like this. And I know this is just you're a human being and I'm not a robot, but sometimes I wish I was a robot because you just want to just don't feel like you're just whatever. I'm, I'm programmed to be this way. I'm programmed to think this way. I'm just programmed to just move and act. Like like the Terminator. But even the Terminator towards the later ends, towards the latter half of the uh, the franchise, he, like, you hear these kids out here screaming and stuff? Anyway, even he, like, even they programmed him to have emotions and stuff like that. So, but sometimes I wish I was just emotionless. And like, just like, you know what, I got it. I can figure it out. I'm here. But it's a lot tougher to live life and, to, and be rich and full in life to have, but not to have emotion. But like I said, um, it's tough. And like going through this emotion and just like, you know, asking for help and needing the help. Um, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. And like I said, you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Because he's like, that's not going to happen the way. Or they're like, it's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. Um, you want it to happen this way. And and I respect you for wanting it to happen that way. But at the same time, it's not going to happen that way. And that's where you come in as life. And, and that's where life comes in and you just adapt. You know. And I think the greatest thing in life is you do die. And when I say that, I don't mean that sounds so that sounds crazy. But you live life, you live, you live to die. You don't, you don't live, you don't, you don't. There's no willingness to live forever. I don't have a willingness to live forever. I just don't because I because there's a there comes a certain point in time where you're like I don't want to live no more. And not like on no suicidal stuff. It's just like I've done everything I wanted to do. That I needed to do. My family's taken care of. I'm taken care of. I think it's time. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the perfect moment. That's when you know that you're like, you're fine. with You're just satisfied with life. When you get to that moment, and everybody gets to that moment. And if not, then that's the willingness to keep continue to live. That's the will to live. When you're just like, I'm not done yet. But when you get to that point where I'm like, man, I'm cool. That's when you, that's when you pretty much check out. And like... When I say it's the greatest thing, you the greatest thing in life is death. Like you live to that point, that little dash or that hyphen from the date that you were that you were born to the day that you pass. That's like the greatest. Like that hyphen is like your life. Like that's the greatest thing that you you try to get at. You know, 
and people are like, I don't want to, because people don't think about death. And obviously, I don't think about death. I don't really fantasize about it or, ro- or romanticize about death. But at the same time, I understand it's a part of life. I used to fear death. Like, I fear, like, I don't want to die. Like, you know what I'm saying? My greatest fear, like, that was like my greatest fear. I don't have a fear anymore, necessarily, because I understand that's just what life is. And you live, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why they're screaming so loud. You see, they, they white. They white kids, you know what I'm saying? If it was some black kids, stop all that screaming. You coming in the house, for real. That's how it goes down. But nah, <laughs> you got to love it, though. They live in life. But anyway, I, um, so yeah, it's just a, um, the greatest thing in life is death. And because that's when you, that's the fulfillment of it, no matter how long it is. No matter how long from if you were 18 or if you're 108, like, hundred, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the fulfillment of it all. And I appreciate the fulfillment of life. You know what I'm saying? So when you die, you it's fulfillment. And it's not really death. It's a celebration of life. That's what I always say. Oh, well, you didn't really, it's not a funeral. It's a celebration of life, you know? You're celebrating their life and what they've done and all that great stuff, you know? And like I said, it's another thing that's so beautiful about dying and death is, first of all, the beautiful thing about it, there's two things for me. You were once alive, right? That's the beauty of it all. You were once something alive, like living, and you're still living. Your spirit's still alive. The impact that you have and the legacy that you that you pass on is still lives. That doesn't, that'll never die. You were in history. You'll go down in history as like, you know what I'm saying? You like you lived, man. Like you did that. You know, whatever it is you did, you know, if you was an educator or a, a broadcaster or a mailman or a barber or a beautician, an esthetician, you a business owner, a, a line cook or whatever, you you that's that's a legacy. That's still that's a part of your act. Uh that's that's part of your legacy act. I feel like Everybody has a legacy act, you know, whether you leave a house to you for your children or an inheritance and inheritance for your for your kids. Like that's a legacy act right there. You work so hard to get to that point of I'm going to leave a building. I'm going to leave whatever it is for your children that when you pass away, you satisfy. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even reap all the rewards of what you've done in your life. Because that's for someone else. That's the beauty of like living and dying. Because you get to see it happen. You know, you're like, I don't even care. You're like, you could be a gajillionaire. You're like, I don't even care. Because you think Jeff Bezos, and he probably is, but do you think he's really enjoying the however billion dollars he has? Or Elon Musk is really enjoying however billion dollars he has? No. Elon got like six or seven kids. I thought one of them passed away, God rest their soul, but... He got so many, he got kids. And when he's all, when it, when it's all done for him, that's what he's going to pass on. He's going to pass away, pass on that fortune. And if they want to continue the business and the legacy that he has brought upon the world, then he can, then, then they can exercise that right and do that. To me, that's like the greatest thing ever. It's a legacy. That's the greatest thing ever. 
And that's so important as a man, woman, or whomever to have a legacy and to continue a legacy. You know what I'm saying? That's important to me. You know, and that's taught. You know, and sometimes it's hard if you don't have a, a parental figure to look up to to know what that entails and know what that takes and stuff like that. But the biggest thing to me is a legacy, no matter what it is. On a basketball team, like you left a legacy. People gonna talk about you. Your coach gonna be like, man, I remember I used to coach this one kid. Da-da-da-da. He was cold blooded, man. He was da-da-da. you know, that's a that's a legacy, right? You left a legacy, you left the imprint. You left the fingerprint. You know what I'm saying? That's major. That's major. You know? That's like the first, that's like the like the biggest thing. That, that, to me, that's the biggest thing on why death's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it's time to go. And then the second thing is sometimes, you know, it's just time to go. Sometimes it's just you've done what you're supposed to do. It ties back in the legacy, but you've done what you're supposed to do. It's life, and you move on. You know, you went in you into another realm of life, you know? And, you know, you never want to have that, like, your life flashing before your eyes type moment, you know? Like, I feel like if that happens, you might have, like, regrets and stuff. Like, no one wants to do that. Like, once you die, like, you just want to go out, you know, peacefully. Whether it be in your sleep. I feel like that's probably one of the more peaceful ways to go out. Like, you just sleep. It's eternal sleep, honestly. Your body's at rest. You're like, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Um, but yeah, to me, that's like the coolest thing about life is death. One of the coolest things about life is death because you are living up to a moment in time that is inevitable. You can't you can escape it. You can't run away from it. You can't do none of that. I email. You can't do none of that. You know? And so it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you, do you, do you... You know, what can you do? There ain't nothing you can do. I don't want, that's why you don't fear death. And, if I'm, and for those who do fear death, I hope this eases your mind. Because there ain't nothing you can do. You know, like Jay-Z said, I think. he said. I think he said in the song, he said, I can't, I'm trying to live life because I can't cheat death. That's real. Like, you cannot... That is something that is, you know how they say, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, they're like, the board man gets paid. They're, that's what they're like. He he going to get paid. The, you know what I'm saying? He, it's, time to, it's time to pay. It's time to pay the man. The board man gets paid. It's time. It's time to get paid. It's time for God to get paid. God brought you in. You've done your time. You, you've done a duty. You, you've had a purpose. Your service. On this earth was beautiful, it was great, but now it's time for you to come home. You were once an angel. Um, I put you on the earth so that you can make this a better place. And so that you can, you know, whatever it is you be, you teach people, you help people, you nurture people, you guide people. Obviously, you're going to make mistakes. Obviously, you're going to sin because I know once you get put on this earth, you are not perfect anymore. Right? You're not perfect anymore. I know that. So once it's time for you to go, I will expunge everything that you've done because I know at the end of the day what you've been trying to get at, we're trying to help people be better than themselves and trying to make a lasting impact on the world and leave a legacy. That's that's when it's time for like for God to be like it's time to come home. And 
You can't be like, no, I don't want to go home. No, 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 no. I don't want to go home. When it comes, so some will, but when it comes to me, because that's going to be a conversation that everybody has to have. Are you ready? You know, like God's going to ask you, are you ready to go? Allah, whoever you believe in, they're going to ask, are you ready to go? Are you ready to come back home? You're one of my children. Are you ready to come back? And it's up to you to be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. To me, I know for a fact it's, I'm ready. I used to have this, um, people were scared. I'll tell you why they were scared. And rightfully so. I used to, um, I remember the song, it's called Troublesome 96. You guys should go listen to that song. Um, that's how I was feeling at one point in time in my life. I think about ninth grade. I wasn't, it was, uh, um, I wasn't going to kill myself on no suicidal. Like I said, none of this stuff, like I, I'm, here's the thing. First of all, I'll say this right here. I'm ready to die in the sense of like, I'm not trying to like kill myself type thing. But, like, the understanding of if it's my time, it's my time. And I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Some people are not fine with the fact that, why do you have to go? Or, why me, God? Don't ever ask God why. <laughs> he will never tell you. They will never tell you. Um. So, but the song, the last part of the song, he said... God forgive me because it's wrong, but I plan to die. You say you need to take me in heaven and understand I was a G. Did the best I could, raised in insanity, or send me to hell because I ain't begging for my life. Ain't nothing worse than this cursed ass, hopeless life. I'm troublesome. To me, now that was powerful for me. I'm going to tell you why it was powerful for me. I... When you realize the world and just the impurities and the imperfections of the world, you can't understand why at first. You know what I'm saying? Because you just don't understand why. You're like, why is the world like this? Why are people like this? Why? Why? You know, you ask a lot of whys and not come into the realization that it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is. Um, so when I heard that song, I almost cried. First of all, realistically, I almost cried when I heard that song, especially that, at that part. And I played that song like five times over because it was powerful because he's in pain. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still in pain. That's what people don't understand. Like, I smile all the time, but I say I want to cry. I, I laugh. I, I crack jokes. That's my way of crying all the time. You know what I'm saying? And if you talk to me more, if like I said, now I'm just pouring it out. But if you talk to me for real, I'm in pain. I'm in some, I'm in, if some people can't notice it. I know some people are in pain. And I and I like to sympathize. And, I, and I, sometimes I don't believe in empathy, but I empathize with them. Because I, I notice your pain. And it's not a, like a, it's not, it's, it's a pain you can't even describe. 
You know what I'm saying? It's a pain like I'm black. I can't control that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a pain. I'm a male. I'm 18. I got three strikes. I got three strikes on me already. They, I'm they think I'm dangerous. You know what I'm saying? That's that's pain. That's pain. That runs deep, you know what I'm saying? And like you're just in pain. You just and it's something that it's indescribable, like I said. But about ninth grade year, I think that was like the height of my pain. And I was just like, man, like, I'm ready. I remember I was talking to people about this. They were like, ready for what? I was like, if I have to go, I gotta go, you know? They're like they're like, die? I was like, Yeah, it's time to go. If it's time, I'm not saying I'm gonna kill myself. But if it's time to go, it's time to go. And they were just, you know, they were scared because they, they, because you know, you say that people think you're gonna kill yourself, but I'm not. I, I still, I'm still, I'm still alive. This was, this was three, four years ago, right? I learned to live with my pain, and it's just a part of me now. It's just an extension. It's like a, it's like a. a I don't even know how to describe it. It's like your style. It's an extension of what you think, and you know what you think is cool and stuff like that. That's just what it is to me. Pain is just me. I'm in pain sometimes. All the time I'm in pain. There's never, uh, there's never not a moment where I don't turn on the news. I don't see people getting killed or, you know what I'm saying. I'm in pain. People I don't even know. You know, you're just like, why them? You know. But you never want to ask them why. They don't ask God why. You know, because it's their time. And people don't even know fallen brothers and sisters and just black people, you know. That's where most of the pain comes from. It's just the unfairness that, you know, we're in America. It's unfair. You know, you can't change that. You can only move from it. It's either you're going to be changed by the world or you're going to change the world. So in, in America and the system, it's either you can try to change the system or you can move the system move on from the system and start your own and build your own and that's even harder because you ain't gonna get no support so it's just a lot of pain it's just pain going on you know it's more it's sorrow it's anger it's just a multitude of just things you know what i'm saying and as a black man and just at one point in time as an adolescent you just Explode. Sometimes you just explode, you know, and it's uncontrollable anger and rage and just sorrow. More times when people are angry, they're up, they're sad, they're upset, you know, they're not really angry, they're just more sad, and then the sadness comes into anger because why are you sad? And then it becomes you're angry now. My assessment of people, and it's tough, it's tough to even digest that, you know. I just said it, you know. And I still even haven't dealt with the pain like head on. I haven't. It's a weird thing. I haven't. The pain runs deep. It's deep. And it's buried too. I sometimes you you know, I feel it. And it creeps up a little bit, you know. But sometimes, you know, I bury it. I just bury the pain because I know one day it's all gonna go away. I'm gonna be alleviated. I'm gonna feel great. On to my next life, you know. But yeah, it's just pain. But back to the song. That's how I was feeling. 
and you watch interviews, Tupac interviews. You watch the one where he was in prison. You watch the one where he was talking to the, uh, the guy from BET. Even the MTV interview about um, the Christmas interview and just the vibe interview. He's in pain, like pain, pain. And when he passed away, he was only seven years older than I was. Think about that. Like he was only seven years older than I was when he passed away. Pain. He's just incredible and just in insurmountable pain that came to, like in prison. They broke his spirit. They broke his will. They put him there on some wrongfully accused stuff. And I've been wrongfully accused. And guess what? It broke my spirit. I didn't even do nothing. Broke your spirit though. You feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? You could you don't even feel guilty for the thing that you got put in there for wrongfully accused for. You get put in there, you feel guilty because of all the regrets of everything that you've done that was wrong to people or whatever the case may be, you know. That you know, you feel guilty. And his spirit was just broke. And I and I felt that. So when he when he made Troublesome ninety six, spirit was broke. That like that last part was spirit broke. Even in changes, his spirit was broken. The last part of the line, the last line in the song, contradicted everything he said in the beginning of the song. He acknowledged the problem. He he acknowledged the solutions that could be done, but at the end of the day, he says some things will never change. Broken. And you're really you're sitting there listening to the song, and you're like, damn, he's right. Some things won't never change. But how do you, but you know, how do you move on from it? What could you do to, you know, nothing? Because, you know, some things will never change. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, like I said, maybe I need to talk to somebody and like have a deep, deep, deep conversation that I can bring that pain out of me and acknowledge it and address it. But... Until then, until somebody's willing to sit there and just talk about the pain, you know, it runs deep. Until, like that, um, I can't remember where it was. It was off Star Trek. He was like the guy, it was like his, his double or something like that. It was like this guy in this portal. I can't think of the names, but he was like, I couldn't help but notice your pain. He was like, my pain? He was like, it runs deep. Share it with me. And when it gets, like, it got to be that person. He was like, you know, somebody that's just like, I know, I know you're hurting. You even got to say it. I can just see it in your eyes whenever you're quiet. What's wrong? I say nothing. Nothing. I'm just, just thinking. You're in pain. I'm just, I'm just in pain. Thinking is like, when I say that, when I'm quiet and I'm not doing nothing, people be like, what's wrong? I'm nothing. I'm just thinking. Not even thinking. I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm in pain, dude. I'm just sitting there chilling, you know? And I want someone to be like, one day, and it will happen where they're just like, no, nah, something's wrong with this guy. Something's wrong with you. I'm like, how do you know? I can, I see it. It, it runs deep. It's so deep that it's seeping out of you now. <laughs> That's how deep the my pain is. But I do a good job masking it. I crack jokes. I, I, you know, I'm like, it's, I snap out of it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm back to cracking jokes. I'm back to wearing it. Wearing the face. The two-face, rather. Wearing the face of just, this is me. 
you know, you will never see me, uh, you never see me too high or too low. I'm always even kill and calm. But there'll be moments and times where I'm just like, man, this is just, what the hell, man? And just seeping out of you. And there's nothing that you can do about it because that's just what it is. I've had those moments in class all the time. I'm just sitting there quiet on my phone or just just not even doing work. I'm just really just thinking about the pain, thinking about what can I do to address it and how can I address it. And sometimes it's the whole period. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 10 seconds. It's just, it, it's, it's there though. It comes, you know. And I think, I think now I'm not ready to address it. Even though I am ready to address it to a certain extent, but I just think right now, I'm not ready how I think I am. I'll say that. I think, I just like I said, it has to be a for real, deep, deep, thorough, four-hour, five-hour conversation about my pain. And... Physical, it don't really, it don't really hurt. You eat it, you know. I'm a warrior. I'm a soldier. I eat it. But even then, they have PTSD. Even then, they've seen some stuff. They, they got deep pain. That you're like, oh boy, you're a warrior. You're a soldier. You get all this high praise, and but sometimes you're just like, yeah, but I don't feel good, man. <laughs> I don't feel good. You might think I feel good because I've been trained mentally to, to wear it, and to just keep putting on the smile. But sometimes I want to be left, you know, I want to be left alone. I don't want to be bothered. I just want to lay up in my room and just sit in the dark and just do nothing, you know? That type of pain. That's like the pain that shuts your whole body down, you know? And I have those moments. They creep. Like I said, it creeps. Every now and then it creeps. But, you know... You just gotta, you know, just, it's life. But yeah, like I said, you know, if you listen to this and you want, and you got, you, you share a deep pain, let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about our pain and our sorrows and what we go through. That, you, because you a warrior, man. You a survivor. You a warrior. You, you know. Even though I know you a warrior and I know you a soldier and I know you live by certain codes, you still got to address what's going on. You know, like I said, and if you feel like there ain't no one listening to you, just know that Slim is listening to you. I'm here for you. I care about you. I want you to do great things. I want you to be successful. I want you to, you know, take over the world. I want you just to be your imprint and your legacy. But I know how hard that is. And like I said, like I, you know, sometimes you just, the pain is just too deep. It's just too, it's immeasurable. And I, and I lost that person. I used to talk to a person about this all the time, about my pain. Um, but they were, but they became weird and, you know, you know, like Pac said, faith got stronger than love. And, and it's just, you know, I let him go. And trust me, I didn't want to. That thing, that is like the hardest thing. When you lose somebody that that knows you, 
and that you shared secrets with and that you care about or cared about, it's hard to let them go because you're like, man, I just really, you know what I'm saying? I care about you, dude, and cared about you. And then you just had to do some weird stuff. And like I said, faith got stronger than love. And fear got stronger than love. And I don't know why you did the things you did. And you know, and you're listening to this, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, and I keep moving forward. And I keep moving forward. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I keep moving forward. And I can't, I can't, you know. Forgiveness is a tough thing. I forgive you, but I'll never forget what happened. And I don't, and you lost my respect. I still love you as a human being, but I don't respect you no more. You know, so fear got stronger than love, and I had to move on. Time to be strong, like Diddy, right? Like Diddy said, time to move on. Time to be strong, like Diddy. Um, but moving on. Enough of this. Uh, I'm not gonna say enough of it. I could call on and on about it, but I just don't want to have a whole episode just about my pain. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's like for somebody else in a more intimate and private setting. And I'll tell you guys about it for sure because you guys are like my best friends. It's As weird as it sounds, you guys are like my best friends because like I said, I talk for hours to myself. And even off, off mic, I'm talking to myself for hours and hours and hours and hours. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Like I, I, I did, I, did I tell you guys this? I talk sometimes when I can't sleep. I talk myself to sleep, like bored. Like if I'm bored and I can't go to sleep, I'm having a hard time going to sleep. I talk myself to sleep. I know it's a little weird. Even on car rides, I talk to myself. Like man, I talk to myself, and that is a is a um, an attributor to my pain. A contributor to my pain that is as well like I said but that's a whole different type of conversation or for someone else more intimate but the last thing I wanted to talk about I had no topics either this was just all off the dome piece um that's what I wanted to talk about I feel way more better now about my current situation so I have no problem asking for help but um anyways i have um so i was talking to myself about school and just the structure and how i haven't i was talking to my mom later on like a few weeks ago or about a few days ago i can't remember but i was just like i haven't ruled out being an educator i haven't ruled it out you know i feel like i'm an educator right now more than anything but um the teacher of life is what i would be called or dubbed as but anyway I um I asked her I was just like or because my sister you know I, I like helping people I think that's the biggest thing on why I still want to be an educator or a teacher so I like helping people and I'd be a teacher I'd be a history teacher I don't know if I've shared this on the on the show before but um yeah I'd 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 be a teacher I'd be a help I'd be a history teacher but I also, I would like to be a nutritionist or like a PE teacher. You know, I think, I don't like the curriculum. The curriculum has taught teachers to not care about teaching. Because if it's to the book, like I said, you're an educator, right? I feel like, especially, and if I had to 
if you choose the uh, which level or like which grade, which grade school to teach, it'd be high school. And people, when you say grade school, you're like, oh, first through fifth. But literally, it's grade school because they're grades and it's a particular school that you go to, right? So I'd probably pick high school just because I know the imprint. And I know people are not giving them game. And if you are giving game from, I haven't learned anything from, first of all, I've only learned how to retain information to put on a test for high school. There's different methods that they teach you. You take notes, you annotate, um, you listen. You, if you're an audio learner, you know, it's good. If you're a visual learner, that's great. That's what they tell you to do for tests. They don't really tell you necessarily. They teach you the necessary skills to retain the information to put it on the test so that you can get a good grade and pass the class. That's what they do. There's not a whole lot of creativity and a whole lot of freedom of speech. It doesn't, it doesn't even necessarily have to be um, speaking. It could be art. That's why I like artists like Keith Haring and uh, Basquiat. Like, those guys, you look at their art, you don't even know what it means. You know, they'll tell you it's just a freedom. This is my freedom of speech. And Basquiat was about the poverty within black communities and just the epidemic of just drugs and stuff like that that was hitting black communities hard. And then Keith Harris was about just AIDS and, or not just about, but AIDS prevention and just coming together as a one, as a, whole, a cohesive unit, you know what I'm saying? And taking care of one another. Like to me, that was like, those two are like my favorite artists. But like the freedom of speech that they use, and it's more of expression than freedom. Freedom of speech in the sense of like they're speaking, but they're using different ways to speak as an expression. You know what I'm saying? So they're using art as their expression, but they're still speaking to us as the masses who don't understand what's going on within the communities. You need a different visual. You need to see something different. You need to understand a different angle, a different perspective of, because sometimes people don't always understand the words that are coming out of each other's mouths because people don't listen. They don't turn their ears on and turn their brains on as well. This just automatically with a closed mind and just say, no, that doesn't make sense, it's stupid. Whatever the case may be, they already do that. They already come to that conclusion. But with um, Basquiat and Herring, like I said, one was about aid prevention and coming together as a cohesive unit. The other one was about drugs in the black communities or just impoverished communities. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and people didn't understand how it was really affecting people. Like in, their, in that particular community, they didn't understand how it was affecting them. So if you don't know, if you don't understand, okay, let me show you from a different angle. You're looking at it from the left, look at it from the right. Or if you're looking at it from the front, look at it from the back. Maybe turn your head so you can understand what's going on and have a different perspective and not judge these people that are in the, you know, in these communities and that are suffering, that are struggling. Instead of judging, you help them, you know? And I think that was the biggest thing for me. Looking at just looking at those different type of paintings, and I think that's cool. I think expression is cool, and I feel like when you get to high school, it dumbs down your creativity. You're creative. You're not even creative no more. You're you're just you're literally this is what you're doing. You're looking up way, you're looking up ways to imitate, in order to get a, a project done. Let's say you have a project, and like and teacher tell you to be oh be creative. Um, not really being creative. Like, if I was an art teacher, I'd be like, you know what? For the whole year, we're going to pick a word. We're going to vote on a feeling. And 
you do whatever, you draw whatever, whatever feeling, whatever word comes with that emotion or whatever, or whatever, we pick a word and whatever emotion comes with that, I want you to draw it. I want you to paint it. I want you to make it. I want you to create it. I want you to express yourself no matter what it is. Because that person, there could be a particular person that can't even say what's going on in their family life, but they can draw it. They can draw a whole different entendre or meaning behind whatever's going on in their life that she wouldn't even know about because it's hard to say I need help. <laughs> it's hard to say that. Like I said earlier, it's hard for people to be like, I need help. It's embarrassing. And it shouldn't be. It's embarrassing because society has said it's embarrassing to ask for help. Oh, you can't figure it out? Are you stupid? Why can't you figure it out? Blah, blah, blah. It's okay to ask for help. Whether it be financially, emotionally, whatever. It's okay. It's okay to ask for help. And we have to, we have to stop saying it's not okay to ask for help. We have to say that. You know? Because that... Damn society, if you need help, ask. Who cares? Because somebody would be willing to help you. Because somebody has a bigger heart than just the rules of society. Have, we have a way bigger heart. Have a heart. Lend a hand. It doesn't, it doesn't take... You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not a lot of... You know? Who cares? Ask for help. But... Yeah, if I was an art teacher, that's how I would do it, man. That's how I would do it. And if I was a PE teacher, I would like cook and stuff. Like, man, I'd be like a nutritionist. We need to read. We need to re, um, redefine like education. Like, what's education? They're taking away um, SAT testing. They're taking away state testing. They're taking like, they're, these are not even requirements to get into college in the future anymore. Like, we need to redefine teaching. And. Have it like a, like Canada. I remember I was doing this psychology research. or I was doing this uh, research for psychology last year. Or this, this case study or just project or whatever, whatever it was. I can't remember. But they were like, um, Canada made a poverty line. Like, a, not even a, like a baseline. You know? And... No one was in poverty. I can't remember. I think it's like a baseline where it was like, if you have a baseline for as far as salary or income goes, there's no more poverty. Right? Just, just, just This is just the baseline. You made everything affordable or whatever. Like, just stuff like that, right? And it's healthcare is free. Like, Canada's one of the greatest countries ever. I mean, they probably still pay taxes to England and stuff like that. But greatest one of the greatest countries ever. I personally, I would like to move to Canada. Toronto, to be exact, but I would like to move to Canada. Just, I'm just throwing it. We're not that far from Vancouver. I'm just throwing it out there. And I, and I, and the funny part was, I really thought about going to school in, in Canada, like college. I thought about it. Different city. I just want to experience. I just want to see something different. Well, no one knows my name. They don't even know my face. I'm a whole different entity. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be embraced and loved as if it was my hometown. But um, love. I've never been to Canada, but I love Canada already. Free healthcare, and they're not gonna judge you. 
they're gonna help you instead of judging you and saying get it together you love it you love to see Canada you love to see it um and they're like voted like some of the like they're voted like some of the nicest people in the world obviously there's gonna be racism and discrimination discrimination and prejudice and all that bigotry that, that's just the world that's just people understand that about life understand that about people but as far as like niceness and pl- and politeness they say Canada's like just so friendly and like if you're friendly if you're friendly to me I'm friendly to someone else helped people help people hurt people hurt people people that are being nice to will be nice to others it's it's a good cycle in Canada um but we need but back to what I was saying we need to redefine education we got we got to redefine learning um because like I said there needs to be a baseline for where everybody can be successful not teachers just teaching straight down the middle and those who get it get it and those who don't don't no 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 I'm not saying even simplify it or dumb it down teach them stuff that they're going to use that's the base that's what I mean by the baseline of just education period of learning period if you help them be successful then they will always be successful period no matter what it is in life like I said if I was a PE teacher you're a physical educator. That's what P stands stands for physical education, right? In Renton, there's walking and jogging. Who the hell cares about walking and jogging? These guys are walking to a whole bunch of other different places and stuff. Like that that, that walking and jogging does not matter. That is the easiest you want that's that's what they did. It's Renton said if you want to get an easy egg, show up to this class and walk and jog. Put your stuff in the locker room and walk and jog. That's exactly what they said. You walk and jog for an hour. And you come back and you leave. I'm like, if that is, you get some, get some walking shoes, play some music. If this ain't the easiest class I've ever, you know, what is going on? You know, that's education. That's physical education. You're not even teaching them how to eat healthy. You're not teaching them about calorie intake. You're not teaching them about, and this is stuff that's not even hard. And like I said, you, you, you create the baseline. As far as educators and the school curriculum across America or across the world, you create the baseline, right? And if they want to listen, they'll listen. But if they don't, they don't. And that's totally fine. But give them stuff they want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like history, you know? Teach them the real history. Have a whole... um, have a whole lesson about African studies, American studies, European studies, sports studies, geography, human geography. That's history. All that falls and ties up into history. And have a baseline for it. You know what I'm saying? Give these math like I feel like it's one of some of the one of the more harder subjects that people don't really like is math. And I get it, because math is terrible. I don't math is something you can always get good at. Like math is just bad. Like the way they taught it in high school from to me was just terrible. They didn't care. They just they, they just didn't care. And my personality and my heart is I care too much about people. 
people have said I'm selfless and I don't care about other people. I care. I care. I, I don't want you to fail. I don't want you to fail. I don't know what you got going on in your home life. If you fail this, then it destroys everything. No, I don't want you to fail. I don't want you to kill your... I know what failing does. It kills confidence. When you pass and you succeed and you're, and you're successful, confidence booster. You know what I'm saying? And people feel good. When you're failing a class, you don't even care about the other classes you have. You care about that one class that you're failing in. If you're not failing any classes, you, you're, you're, you're feeling good. You're feeling fine. And redefine homework. Like, if I was a physical educator, I'd be like, look, your homework today is... Your homework is to count calories at your house. Physical educator slash nutritionist slash health teacher. Your homework is to count calories that you add. So I'll give you a, a blueprint or just a basic information type thing. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to count calories from... If you had six period, okay, count calories from whatever. If you count count calories from first period to throughout the whole day and you're good. Six period, count calories from the time you leave school to dinner time and bring it tomorrow. And keep it when breakfast and all that stuff, bring it tomorrow. And we'll go over it as a class and we'll discuss what's healthy and what's not healthy. Like that is like, first of all, that's the easiest homework ever. Second of all, you're learning. You're learning what's healthy and what's not healthy. You're learning how to eat the proper foods to get the proper energy for, throughout the day. You're learning these things. Like, there's certain, like, you train your body, your, your mind won't function without your body. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just won't happen. And, like, as far as, like, language arts and stuff like that goes... Obviously, you're going to grade them up on grammar, punctuation, and did they answer the question. But also, feel free. Every now and then, I'll be like, man, feel free to express yourself. No matter what it is. Today, we're just going to write about whatever. We're going to talk about whatever. We're just going to write and talk. How about that? Talk about whatever. And send it to me. I want to read it. it could be, I'm not going to share it. I'm your confidant. For, I'm, I'm, I'm your confidant for the whole year. I was a language arts teacher. History, I'm teaching about all types of history. Not just American studies or in, in just world history. No, no, no. We're going to learn about world history. We're going to learn about China and how come they decided to just not trade with anybody. During, you know, during the old, when older civilization, when first, when the, during the first civilizations. We're going to talk about the Mongols and how they invaded China. We're going to talk about... Um, like I said, African studies. We're going to talk about how everything came from Africa. We're going to talk about America and how they became one of the more powerhouses and they monopolized everything. Everything is monopolized in America. We're going to talk about Asian. I mean, uh, Asian. We're going to talk about well, Asian studies as well. We're going to talk about uh, European studies, sports, all that. You want to talk about the world? Don't just leave the world to Europe. <laughs> And slavery. We're tired of hearing about World War II and slavery. That would be a part of every the world, obviously, because that was a major thing in world history. But we're tired of learning about just those two things as just people that just don't... You, you, it's beat over your head since you were in the seventh grade. Since you had social studies. All you learn about is just slavery 
it, well, social studies I learned about Washington history, which was pretty cool because they're not teaching that stuff. They're not. You're not even going. You're going to learn about the world before you learn about your own state, which is crazy to me. It's crazy. Um. But I would redefine education. Redefine it. Education should not be a correct. It should be curriculum based, but updated. I I need a new textbook. I need a new glossary of, of of, of this curriculum. And lunch, I'm making lunch so bomb. I'm making lunch bomb. Like for real. Like lunch is gonna be so great. Gonna have smoothies. You know what I'm smoothies and eating healthy foods. Like there's gonna be sandwiches. There's gonna be make you can make your own sandwich. You can whatever. Every now and like I said, in moderation, you can have the pizza. We can have the chicken tenders and fries. And we can have these things. But there's gonna be a whole lot of wraps and just and stuff like that. And there's gonna and I I'm a firm believer of dessert. I love dessert. I'm a, I got a sweet tooth. I have no cavities yet, but my uh, not not to put the information out there, but my sisters have cavities. I have no cavities. I eat way more candy and sweets than they do, but I drink a lot of water. And I, you know, but they've had braces, so they brush their teeth twice a day and all that stuff. I don't do that. <laughs> I I start. I'm starting to do that now. But like I said, no cavities. Water only over here. Only water. You do only fans. I do only water. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, what a DH, but, um, anyway, yeah, I would just redefine it. Like school should be a safe environment. I can't tolerate the bullies, man. I didn't really get bullied. I didn't even get bullied in, in high school. You can't even get bullied. I, I you can get bullied because there's some people People, bullies are just judges, bro. Like, they just judge people. Like, honestly, they're just, they're just insecure. But, so, I never really got bullied because I was never one of the people that had, uh, like, I'll not even say allowing myself to get bullied because that's not some, that's not the victim's choice of getting bullied. But I was popular. I played basketball, hung around all the cool kids and stuff, popular kids. I didn't call myself popular. I just hung around them. Because they liked me and I liked them. And that was that. And I, so, couldn't really talk to me crazy. <laughs> Cause they like, you know, he hangs out with. Dude. Come on, talk to me crazy if you want. But um, I don't care, man. Like, who cares? But anyway, um, yeah. But if I at school, there's no. But back to the lunch. There's no bullies. I'm not doing that. You learn how to fight. Self man, discipline. We'll, we'll learn how to box, man. We'll have a for real gym, like state of the, like not state of the art, like for real. Like working out, like you want to work out, you want to work out after school. Okay, well, pay a fee, pay five bucks, or if you got, um, no, seven bucks without ASB. You know what I'm saying? ASB is like a dis student discount or whatever, right? Membership, membership, student memberships, what it pretty much is. So if you don't have a membership sticker on your thing, laminated on your card, guess what? ASB. Or, um, yeah, if you don't have it as that, then guess what? Then it's ten, it's seven bucks. You have it, it's, it's four bucks. Then you can work out. There's, there's no, and it's no subscription. It's no monthly subscription type thing where you have to pay even if you don't go work out. Because how many people are going to the gym? People are going to the gym, what, three times a week? There's four, you're going 12 times out of the 30? You're not even going half the days? Waste of time. 
you're going 30% or 33%. If there's 30 days and you go 12, you're going yeah, a little bit over 33%. Yeah, I think. Well, it's a third, so yeah. They're a little bit over 33%. Yeah, so <clears throat> no membership. You can come here and work out. Four bucks for a day, or if you want to work out one day, state of the art. We'll have open gyms, we'll have late night, we'll have all that type of stuff. You can only play if you're a student. You can't know regular outsiders unless I check them and we check their bags. We have security at the door. You know what I'm saying? We're not having none of that. This is a sanctuary, man. This is a, a place of free spirit. You know, free expression. That's the thing people are missing is creativity and expression. They can't express themselves because they're not they're not in a place where they could express themselves. If if you're an art and if you're an art class nowadays, if you don't follow the correct color scheme, you're not you're docked points. Like, well, because you didn't follow the correct color scheme. Well, I didn't like the color scheme. I like this color scheme. Okay? Like, why do I have to follow this? Why? Because you told me to? Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> then, then that's where the problem's caused. You see how I just, that quick it escalated from, you didn't follow the color scheme, so I knocked, I docked points. Get the hell out of my face with that. You know what I'm saying? Easily. Okay. We're going to draw this as a class. Now, what you do to it and how you color it is totally fine. I want you to follow the instructions. Right, so we'll draw, we'll draw together, and based on how well you follow, like, like there, nobody in my school, this is not the, the dream school, would have lower than, lower than a C. Attendance is a D. If you do a little bit of work, you have a sleep, you have a C for the day, like, what's going on? And, and, and it's predicated, we'll take tests and making sure that you understand what you're learning, but as far as, like, that you're learning. Not retaining information. They want you to retain all this information that, and have you take a big major finals test. No, 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 no. We're gonna take, te oh my lord. We're gonna take hotline bling over here. We're gonna take multiple tests throughout the day, no, throughout the week, excuse me. So each week will have be a, a quiz. You, did you understand what you learned this week? How could it help you? And you tell me how it could help you. Because if you can't tell how it helped, and obviously, if I was an educator, this is how I would do it. We'll take tests, multiple take tests throughout the week. So there'll be four different quizzes. Did you understand what we learned this week? You know what I'm saying? Did you understand? I want you to know, did you understand? And how could this be applied to your life in, other, in real world situations? How could this be applied? I'm not really teaching them about taxes because taxes, you could just throw it in H&R Block or TurboTax and then your taxes are done. Obviously, obviously there's some extra information and stuff like that, but they do it for you. I think people need to know about wage taxes, income taxes, state taxes. That's very important. I go to McDonald's in the South End to go get a Sprite. There's a soda tax. It's an extra like 20 cents. That's real. Go go to the Rainer, go to the, uh, McDonald's near Rainer Beach, in that Safeway over there. Go go get you some food and go look at the receipt. And guess what? You will see that there is a soda tax. There's a tax on soda. 
People need to be be aware of that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And why that's Im- implemented. Um. So that those type of that type of education, man, because that's life education. That's not school education. We're tired. I'm tired of school education. School education is just so mundane and boring and just by the book and beating you over the head with the same information that you've learned since you were like seven, right? We need to, we need to learn. We need to redefine learning. What else could I do? Oh yeah, lunch. Lunch would be cracking. I, I'm I'm gonna keep bringing up lunch because man, I got so many good ideas for like food and stuff like that. You need all if there's send this to a superintendent. You send this send, send this whole episode to a superintendent. I need them to know that I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. I'm here for you guys. I'm a, me doing this podcast. I'm a public servant. Public servant. I'm here for the people. I am one with the people. I stand with you. I walk with you. I laugh and I cry with you. He's screaming. He's excited about something. But anyway. Oh my gosh. Hotline bling. But um. Yeah. But yeah. Lunch. Like I said. Salad. We'll have salad bars. We'll have taco bars. We'll have. Uh, we'll have some chefs. We have people that can cook man. Not that prison, man, they give us prison food, man. Prison food. I don't want them two sliders. They be like, oh, that horse was hitting. The, little, the, the, the sliders was hitting. Bro, what? We'll have chefs that personalize chefs. That there'll be three things. So we'll have an app, right? Super... Technologically advanced school as well. I'm gonna start my own school. We'll have these. We'll have three options on the menu each day for chefs. So there'll be like, so for example, we'll have spaghetti. Then we'll have a taco salad, and then we'll have Philly cheesesteak, right? And you know, first come, first serve. So you can, as soon as lunch is over, you can we we start to prep for the next day's lunch. So. If we had some club sandwiches or just wraps, some sandwich wraps, and we had burgers and fries, and then we had grilled chicken, like a, like a grilled chicken Caesar salad. If we had that the next day, or the previous day, or that day, until the next day, or that same day, we'll be like, okay, what do you guys want? We got spaghetti, Philly cheesesteaks, and... um. Whatever else, I gotta think about taco salad. So I had taco salad yesterday. I had taco salad yesterday. It was pretty good. So we have those three things, right? Okay. So then you get to pick which one you want, and then it's personalized to you. You know what I'm saying? And we can only make so much of Philly cheesesteaks and so much of spaghetti and so much of taco salads. You know what I'm saying? Because it's based off of the students. And there'll be extras. There'll be leftovers and stuff like that. But that's how I would have it. I'd have smoothies and stuff. Get you a little water bottle. Milk. I'm not doing the free. I'm not doing the milk. Milk, no. I'm not doing that. You're going to drink milk, little almond milk. Healthy. Cow's milk is disgusting. Nobody eats. Nobody drinks cow's milk. 
You just don't do it. It's too much mucus, and you don't know what's in that anymore. You don't know what is in the cow. They don't even know if you pure. They cleanse the cow or cleanse the cow, or if they uh filter everything that you just don't know. You ever eat? You ever drink milk and then you have like mucus in the back of your throat from drinking the milk? Yeah, that's cow's milk. Hold on. This is ridiculous, bro. Like, okay, man, okay, 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 okay. Like, okay. Okay, like, nothing happened, nothing happened. This is ridiculous, man. Whatever. Um. So, yeah. Like, we have, to, we have the, um, we have all that stuff for you guys. That's how I hook it up like that, for real. You know? And I'm so, I'm serious about it, too, man. Like, we need to help one another. And that's a beautiful way. Like I said, creativity, the sanctuary, it's a safe haven, a safe place. Obviously, there's going to be disagreements. But instead of you fighting about a disagreement, talk about a disagreement. You know what I'm saying? And if you guys want to fight, fight off school campus. Don't fight on the, uh, here. When you come here, there's none of that. There's no uniforms. We're not doing the uniform stuff. You freedom of expression that's the biggest thing that the education system that society that people are missing and lacking some people have tapped back into it i feel like i'm starting to tap back into my creativity and freedom of expression but i feel like it's a lost art because people um because people like telling people what to do and people don't like, you know, and people like to throw stipulations. If you don't tell me, like, you know, they'll be like, well, if you don't, if you don't do what I say, I'll take away your pay. You know, and you're just like, well, I have to do what he says because I have to eat. That's society today. And it sucks. And, you know, that's why people are in great pain and people need help. So that's why some people need help. Because they don't, there's no other options. And I'm here to help people. Like I said, I'm here for you guys. I'm one with the people. I am one with you, and you are one with me. At the end of the day, I want to help everybody that I can. I want to touch as many people, touch many people's lives, and impact as many people's lives as I, as I can. I want to inspire, and I aspire to be greater than what I am today. Um, like I said, I want to help everybody, man. And the only way I could do that is keep doing what I'm doing, and you know, and and, and dream big. That's all, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I gotta do. But yes, my school, fire. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna start at my own charter school. That'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be pretty cool. That's some hometown hero stuff right there, for real. But um, that just wrap, That just about does this episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. If you've listened to this point in time in the episode, let's go ahead and give yourself and ourselves a round of applause. I um, genuinely thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, like I said, if you're going through some things, holla at your boy. Let me know. Um, I'm always here to help. I'm always here to talk because, like I said, I'm going through some things super deep and internal, just like you. Um, I'm here for you guys. I'm one with the people. The people are one with me. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. You guys are the best. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. I respect you guys. You guys are just the, the greatest 
and keep and continue to be the greatest and you know keep being you that's all i gotta say be yourself and be great but diaz york fly guy dy slim the prince of the six this has been sophisticated ignorance and i'm out peace